Welcome, cadets and captains, to another fine and upstanding citizenry episode of M-Class Email. Man, I love email. When was it invented? The 90s? Nobody knows. I love email. I love email. (laughs) Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. On this program, you send us emails, we read them, and then we react, answer, or uh, disappoint you. One or the others. Mostly the last one, I feel. Disappointed just like my parents. <laughs> Wait, just like your parents disappointed you or you disappointed them? Samesies. Damn. Our Damn. first email of the day <sighs> uh-huh. is from Brendan. Frazier? I, God, I hope. it's into, His name is Brennan, isn't it? No, it Bren- is Brendan. It's Bre- Brendan, I think. I'm thinking of somebody else. Anyway, it's entitled A Few Words from Brendan to the Turek Boys. Turek Boys! In regards to Jeff's recent summation of the whole Archie Sonic comic fiasco. Oh, we were just talking about this. I actually read that comic on a mostly regular degree from about 1995 to 2016. It's wow. a good run. 20-year run. So I'm familiar with the highs and lows of that series. I really enjoyed the Knuckles series and found the world building of the original run quite good. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a bad opinion, Brandon. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I have no opinion because I never read it. It's pretty bad, but that's fine. <laughs> Brendan says it was good. Brendan though. does say it was good. So take it that way. I don't you know will. who to believe. I don't know who to believe. I feel that way about the. Uh, a uh, live-action Cowboy Bebop remake. I don't know who to believe. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, you and Bam both said yeah. it was good, and yeah. everyone else on the planet Earth said it was bad. <laughs> I I feel like it was like um, Cowboy Bebop. Like it's a companion piece to the anime because a lot of the stuff is like, well, this is what happened when like between the episodes, and there are episodes that are like almost exactly the same, mm. but. I don't know, man. I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I don't know. I have no opinion one way or another. Did you watch it? You should no, watch it. I haven't seen it. Oh, God. Watch I don't want to see it. It looks terrible. Uh, <laughs> a weird coincidence was that my mom told me she was getting remarried in real life around the same time Knuckles' mother told him the same thing. Alex Your mom Alex. married Knuckles? Here's the Fuck. thing. Here's the thing. Uh, that sentence sums up what's wrong with the Knuckles <laughs> Knuckles' mom told him he was she was getting remarried. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> the comic was Kim Pender's little passion product project. Uh-huh. He was exclusively writing it during its run. When the when the Knuckles comic was canceled, he returned to the writing team for the Sonic comic, and Knuckles and the rest of the Echidna content became a side project. Oh, Ken Pinder's Knuckles mom's marriage. <laughs> does does Knuckles mom's new marriage go okay? <laughs> when do they go on their honeymoon? All of Knuckles' ancestors are still alive in the comic. Like. All of the previous of guardians are all still alive, and they all seem the same age. Why is Knuckles' family so important? Uh, they are. They're extremely important. Oh, okay, I get it. Ken Penders eventually quit and left the comic. This is the point when he basically started making a living doing the convention circuit, and like Jeff said, he decided the writers weren't using his characters correctly, so he sued Archie over the rights to his OCs. 
gonna sue Archie? That dude's busy playing football and starting a band and hitting on Veronica. It's true. You sue Archie, he becomes destitute. Betty and Veronica both leave him. <laughs> I don't think Betty would leave him. His primary motive for doing this, as I recall at the time, was because he was planning to publish a comic of his own Echidna OCs. We talked about that in the last yeah. episode, the Laura Sue Chronicles. Yeah, we were just talking about that today. We were talking too, about yeah. that today, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember photos of con- at cons of him when a booth promoting it. I remember thinking how stupid this was because the core design of the Echidnas was based on the design of Knuckles, which was owned by Sega. Sega! Anyway, I'm going to be pretty busy damned... I'm going to be pretty damned busy soon, so I'm finally starting my coding boot camp. I don't know when I'll be able to write in again for a while, so I want to say ahead of time just how important this podcast has been to keeping me from going crazy. Well, you're you're welcome, I guess, but thank you for wa- watching us. Listening. Us. Oh, that's the one. Thank I'm an you artist. for tasting us. I have a BA in everything. <laughs> he is a badass. He's badass. So I'm very sympathetic to Jeff's struggles. As such, if things work out, then I'll be able to properly commission some art from him. Hell yeah. Woo, 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 woo. P.S. Now that I'm done stroking in italics Jeff's ego. Oh, boy. I want to say on record that Josh is amazing and an integral part of M-Class. You opened my eyes to Enterprise. Oh, and what did you think about the BSG prequel Caprica? Uh, It wasn't very good. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I mean, because BSG is like the story, right? Like, who cares about where the robots come from? Who cares about Knuckles' mom's second marriage? Who cares about... Who cares about, uh... (laughs) Fucking, yeah. Yeah, who cares? Fuck it. So Caprica sucks dick, is what I like how I like how Brendan is like, I'm gonna give Jeff money, and then he's like, and also, Josh, you're okay. (laughs) No, you're amazing, he said. (laughs) I think he says that I shouldn't be fired. That's what I read. An integral part of M-Class. That means important. There are only two parts of M-Class, so... Yeah, it's true. They are equally important, 50-50. Oh, I just closed the email. Okay, okay, maybe one of us is better than the other. <laughs> <laughs> I got it back. I reopened okay, close tab. Okay, what's the next I, email then? Our next email is from... Joff. Geoff. With a G. I love that extremely while. deep, painful sigh. <laughs> I couldn't find his fucking name. <laughs> Like, I'm supposed to know what this email... Anyway, it's called, uh, titled, Would you rather fight one trip tucker-sized catfish or 100 catfish-sized trips? Uh, Catfish-sized trips. I think it's gonna be catfish-sized trips. Yeah, you could just take, like, a broom and hit them with it. They might overwhelm you, though. They might. Like toy soldiers. Oh, that's a scary movie. Uh, (laughs) it's... The email goes like this... (laughs) This is, hey, this oh, is tra- good content. Hey, oh, Tracksters. <laughs> Hi. Okay. So I recently finished reading one of those new Star Wars, The High Republic books. I read all of them. I It didn't really wow me, but I've been looking into reading more extended universe stuff. I read all of them. <laughs> Jesus. I have the first Thrawn book from the 90s. That's the best one. That's You're starting with the best one on my shelf now, and I'm looking forward to reading it. Did y'all read those EU books back when they were released? Uh, I read all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you tried any of the new ones? I read all of them. 
bottom line. Are those books, comics, etc. worth it? Um, uh, I find Jeff? I've not read any of the books, like the prose yeah. books of either. Mm. Okay. Um, but the comic books I've always found insanely entertaining, especially the, Darth, the new comic books. The Darth Vader one's very popular. Yeah, like Darth Vader's Castle, it's called. Yeah. Which that sounds like a joke, but it's real. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's like a really fun line from that comic where Vader is like like fighting Republic or a uh, uh, fuck uh, rebel rebellion troops mm-hmm. and like they have him surrounded and shit and he's got his lightsaber out and somebody's like put put the lightsaber down we have you surrounded or whatever and he's like and he says. All I see are dead men. Oh shit! <laughs> and he fucks their shit up, dude. There's, like he fucks them up. There's a <laughs> there's like a Star Wars main comic that like follows Luke Skywalker's adventures like between the films. Yeah, and like a little bit after the films yeah. and stuff. That's really good as well. Yeah, and there's a spinoff comic called Doctor Afra. Doctor Afra. Yeah, yeah. Which is like. Really, really good too. She's like a yeah, really she, fucking fun character. Yeah, she's fun and she's like friends with Darth Vader. She's his best friend, basically. <laughs> she's his best fucking friend, yeah. And you're like, oh, it's nice that he found a friend. And the, um, if you've ever played the Shadows of the Empire game for Nintendo yeah. 64, there was a series from Dark Horse Comics called Shadows of the Empire that followed yeah. Dash Rendar. And like how his character intersected with the mainline Star Wars movies, yeah, and uh, created this like whole new villainous like syndicate of criminals. Prince Zizor, yeah, Prince Zizor, the Crim- Crimson Dawn, the or Crim- whatever. I think something like that. Yeah, those comics yeah. are actually really fucking good. Or uh, no, what's a uh, b- black? Black Sun. Black That's Sun. Black, Black Sun. Sun. Sorry, Crimson Dawn's the new one. The Son of the Sun. Black yep. Superman. Black RX. Black, yeah. <laughs> I remember the rollout of that. That was a big deal back in the nineties yeah. when, they, like, they made fucking micro machines of that shit. And there, it was there were all there were action place. figures. There yeah. were uh, comic books. There was the video game. Like Shadows of the Empire yep. was the new Star Wars thing. Yeah, they were getting ready for the movie, the prequels, but before that, they were like, well, we need to, like, kind of rekindle Star Wars a little bit. Yeah. So they came out with all that. Um, <laughs> there are a bunch of comics from from the, like, late 70s and early 80s from, like, Marvel. Yeah. When they had the rights to Star Wars, that yeah, are hilarious. They're, not, they're, like, terrible. <laughs> yeah. it's, they're yeah. just the yeah. normal outer space comics from Marvel, but yeah. with, like caricatures of Star Wars characters in them. Yeah, I would say like Star Wars comics like and the they're new all ones, ripped. They're all they're all good. <laughs> yeah, they're all ripped. Yeah. The new ones are all like very good. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the old ones are all very bad. <laughs> the further you go back in the Star Wars comics yeah. catalog, they're they're not good. Like once you get to like the 90s Star Wars comics and stuff from like Dark Horse, those Dark are Horse, really yeah. good. I used to have a Dark I used to go get the Dark Horse comics. I don't even know where they are anymore. I uh, god, they're probably gone. Oh, but no. I used to have a ton of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I've lost all mine. Like I found out about them because they printed the first story arc in Nintendo Power. Yeah. And like so I went out and uh, this was back when comics were at newsstands. Yeah, you could go to the news agency across the street. That's so where I went. I went to um, uh, Rite Aid, the drugstore, <laughs> and they'd have like comics on the bottom yeah. shelf of the magazine rack. And I bought yep. uh, 
Shadows of the Empire comics there. Ah, uh, so cool. They have yeah. to go to a sweaty, stinky-ass comic shop to get comics. Yeah, it's rough. You can order them online like a civilized person. You could get, like, the digital comics, too. Order them from a comic shop. <laughs> yeah, don't, like, steal them. Yeah. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I, uh, I read most of the EU shit. Um, I will say, I'll recommend a few that I like a lot. Um, uh, the Heir to the Empire series is, like, regarded as, like, the best. I did like The High Republic. I thought it was cool. There's parts of it where I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. But the world building <laughs> is, like, pretty cool. Um, I will say my favorite recently was the Kenobi Extended Universe book, where it's about uh, Obi-Wan when he first arrives on Tatooine. It's very good and very dark. Yeah, Josh has recommended this one to me before. So check that one out. Uh, other than that, yeah, anything with Thrawn rules. Read those. He's great. You're going to want to read them before the new Ahsoka show, because he's going to be in that shit, so... It's probably just going to be the same type of information, right? I mean, Kenobi has his own show coming out, too. Yeah, it's going to be... The Ahsoka and Mandalorian shit's all going to fuse into, like, the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah. 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 So, Uh, yeah. What's the rest of the email say? Oh, anyway, I hope y'all enjoyed the collection and didn't get too spooked. I was spooked. Oh, there was some before that. Uh, also, would you guys want to explore more sci-fi shows, movies, etc. on M-Class, or would y- y'all be saving that for Patreon-type exclusives? I don't know. Uh, we do commentary tracks for sci-fi and fantasy movies on Patreon.com slash M-Class Podcast. Also, a Jackie Chan movie. That's like a fantasy movie. <laughs> it's my fantasy to be Jackie Chan. Rumble in the Bronx, baby. Uh, yeah, we, we also do, um... We did M-Class Etc. where we talked about uh, Galaxy Quest. Mm-hmm. That's like a really in-depth Galaxy Quest. Although, we seem to be using M-Class Etc. more to do... Damn, son. Oh, I see. Oops. <laughs> quest Television own- shows. Quest your own quest venture. <laughs> no one's going to listen this far into this fucking I'm gonna, shit. I'll to remember... Us. I'm making a note right now. Hold on. Okay, Let me make a you. producer's note. Thank Jesus you. Christ, thank you, thank Jeff. You. I'm you gonna... get a pen. <laughs> Don't be mean to me. I have COVID. <laughs> People listening are like, still? It's a week later when we're listening to this. Holy shit. All right. Uh, um, yeah, if we're going to explore more sci-fi shows and movies and stuff, it's definitely going to be a Patreon thing. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't fit into M-Class... As a thing. M-Class is a show where we talk about a Star Trek episode. Unless we do a, um, like a April Fool's joke where I make, make Jeff watch uh, Battlestar. I don't know what that is. Exactly. <laughs> Battlestar, you mean Captain America's sidekick from the 80s? <laughs> he's in the new uh, movie. I mean, yeah. the show. He's, he gets, he's in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. He gets marked. Spoiler alert. Yeah. It doesn't pay to be somebody's black best friend in the Marvel Universe. Apparently not. You ever <laughs> notice that every white superhero in the Marvel Universe has a black best friend? Of course. What's up with that? <laughs> I, I'm, all for, I'm all for people having friends of many different colors. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It, it's just it's a little just, weird. It's, it's a little suspect. It's a little uh, trying too hard. It's a little like, yeah. It's a little like white savory. We we want to shove all these black characters under the banner of white characters, so Middle America will take 
yep. will take it, it. An acceptable use of a black character, right? Fucked up. It's fucked up. Yep. Anyway, signed, Jeff, Assistant Spookmaster General aboard the USS Cryptkeeper. That's, Cryptkeeper. That's oh my god, I can't wait for the next one. Oh, that worked out perfectly. Our next yeah. email is from David S. <laughs> oh god. It's entitled Dreams and Dreamers. Ooh, it's like a, my favorite, uh, what's his name song from Philly, the rapper. Fuck, Nicki Minaj dated him. You know the one. Me? <laughs> you? <laughs> You dated Nicki Minaj? Uh, in some dreams. Well, yeah. well, glue a mug handle to my face and call me a tack tack if it ain't the Trek boys. <laughs> boys, it's been a few years since my 30-year-old Yoda coma nightmare, which, as we all know, is sh- is shared by all humans born after the great de-boomerification of 2069. <laughs> that said, I seem to have been having pretty weird dreams. Oh, boy. One is this completely impossible scenario where I'm not paying at least $1 a month to the M-Class Patreon for access to all sorts of exclusive content in the M-Class Discord. What a hellish reality that would be. Damn, I can't imagine that nightmare. Uh, What type of monster would do that? Probably a werewolf. The other weird dream is about this totally real giant virus that keeps (laughs) impaling my friends. First, I find a few D-list crew members taking a slime siesta looking slicker in a Vulcan who got a crystal of salt in their plumig suit. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. I take a closer look and I find something about as useful as tits on a horda. A nipple (laughs) on a feller's neck. Ew. Before I can figure out how to get my tricorder to take a quick pick... A gross fly buzzes out, and I scream louder and scared Ferengi. Then, a hot Janeway is there in my dream, and maybe she represents my bicep fetish? (laughs) Anyhow, (laughs) we work together to shoot some TRGVs and not the Braga kind. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you're killing me. Then we purposefully infected Neelix as a joke. That's a good joke. Neelix must represent the part of me that everyone hates. After a while of shooting and getting slimed, I start thinking Janeway's looking so hot, I'm growing at a rate of 30 microns every second. <laughs> Damn. I guess she represents my kind of sweaty shirt fetish. <laughs> Finally, I think she makes a bomb or something. I didn't really yeah. watch or I mean, I don't remember the dream. You know how them's dreams are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boys, do you have a vivid memory of any dreams lately? Any from your past or recurring dreams? Oh, Hope man. Jeff is getting over his own TRGV. Signed, <laughs> David S. P.S. Okay, so how do the tac-tac eat and drink or make out? Does their face fringulum get damaged? Are they just really careful? Was that guy just uncut? <laughs> Maybe it's like uh, when you first learn to make out with people, like how you bump teeth sometimes. You just bumping frangulums. Yeah, frangulums get bumped. Do you have any vivid memories of dreams from today or yesterday? All so the I've been practicing lucid dreaming recently. Uh huh. So because I can lucid dream, um, I gotta tell you that's pretty fun. It's kind of like going to the holodeck. <laughs> It is. <laughs> you can just do whatever you want. It's fun. I used to have reoccurring nightmares of a black tornado that would bury through the ground. 
hmm. and come after me. Hmm. I don't know what that's about. Why's it got to be a black tornado, Josh? It just was nighttime, I think. Hmm. Like, it was always dark. It, hmm. it wasn't, the tornado wasn't... Look, <laughs> he's, look <laughs> he's my best friend. It's okay. <laughs> he's my Marvel movie best friend. <laughs> he's my best friend who totally doesn't die in this episode. Um... Yeah, lucid dreaming was fun back when I could do it. I don't know what happened. You can still probably do it. My dreams are like a haze now. And they're very physically active. Like, I'm always doing something like climbing or like running on an adventure. Like That's fun. Or like they're anxiety dreams or something. So I wake up if I have dreams all night long, like really tired. All night long. All night. I'm going to lucid dream about... Us being on a beach listening to Billy Ocean. Billy Ocean is my favorite ocean. <laughs> the Pacific and the Atlantic yeah. get fucked. There are eight oceans. All all seven oceans and Billy. I love... Uh, those are the seven seas you're thinking of. Oh, sorry. What are the seas? Uh, like, what? Clean... <laughs> I don't remember. Cum-filled. Yeah. Cumming. C U M I N, like cumin, but cumin. Yeah, cumin. Is there anything there? Is there a joke there? There's something there. There's some. There's something there. <laughs> totally real giant Vagina. viruses. <laughs> um, I I have a recurring dream that I'm at my high school. Yeah, and I'm in the lunchroom. Uh-huh. And somebody is mad that I am late. Why? <laughs> and then I go to class, and uh-huh. I walk in, and it's the wrong class. And everybody laughs. And then I'm the teacher. Uh-huh. And then I am writing something on the board, but it's all gibberish, and then I realize it's a dream. Yeah, you wake up. And then I jump out the window. Okay. And uh, it's the first floor, so my feet just land. What's well, convenient. And then the ground falls out from under me, and I start falling, and I wake up. Is this a real thing? No. I totally <laughs> would have believed it. I totally would have believed that totally real vivid dream. Uh, TRVD. <laughs> totally real vivid dream. Uh, I don't remember any of my dreams after I wake up. I just remember feeling exhausted from everything I did in the dream. Also, I have a lot of uh, extremely sexual fuck dreams. That's great. I wake up with a totally real giant wiener. I mean, I'll come over. You'll you'll come in over. I'll come I'll come in your mouth over. What? Okay. I'll do it. <laughs> The Tac Tac couldn't even, like, give a BJ. Maybe they give BJs with their handle head. They, they stick it in there, and they, it's not, like, a their mouth. It's, like, the handle. Oh, gross. In the, in the, look, as a dick scientist in the, sure, uh, sure. in the name of scientific exploration, I'll fall on this sword. Or rather, yes, the Tac Tac will fall on your sword. That's right. With their hel- with their mug heads. <laughs> God, what if somebody does the rings trick, the sticking rings together trick, but with two tack tacks? I think you have to actually have magic powers to do that trick, and I don't know if magicians a have, magicians do it. 
Yeah, but the tac tac they don't have mana. Oh, they're a stamina based. Uh, okay. <laughs> the tac tac don't have mana. Well, I should have known. I should have known. You should have known. Nothing. You're, do you remember when we played uh, Trek Kings on this program? Yeah, I do. And I played a Vulcan, and even though doing a Vulcan mind meld is a terrible intimacy that they avoid at all costs, I did it four times in an hour. <laughs> Dude, here's the thing. Get over it. <laughs> I was thinking about Vulcans have mana. Yeah, they do. Vulcans have mana. I would say Andorians are stamina based, right? Sure. They, they talk about how all like, night fucking in the cold. Oh hell yeah, you gotta stay warm. <laughs> I want to bring those two back one day. <laughs> what was my guy's name? I forget. Uh, Tandar. Tandar, because he likes to get tan, and he's a surf guy. He's Tandar. He likes <laughs> to get tanned, even though he's blue. He gets more blue. He gets bluer. The tanning booths on on Andor are. Uh, <laughs> A different sunlight type. The <laughs> blue moon. The blue moon. Tanning up an Andorian. Gonna tan my dick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hopefully that answers your email, David S. Yeah, am I next email? Yeah. It's from... It's a short one. Yakub. And it's uh, 102 of them. Mwahahahahaha. Okay. <laughs> there you go. That was I can't do that. Finally, after printing out emails from 102 email episodes, I have enough lining for crates of 102 Dalmatians. What? what the, is, is, he, is he busting us? My plan Bust. to make a hooded Dalmatian fur coat is finally going to become reality. <laughs> Yours, Chief Medical Officer Cruella DeVille, USS Fur Coat Factory. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think you should do that. I don't think that's a Federation ship, the USS yeah. Fur Coat Factory. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like, I don't know. It's like a Herogen ship or something. Uh, we're going to skip over this next one. Uh, <laughs> come back to it later. Okay. Our next email is from Lee. It's okay. entitled, A Classic 7th Season Episode. Oh, good. Jeff and Josh, kings among men. Wow, I don't deserve that, but thank you. <laughs> I just listened to the Genesis episode. Okay. Sega Genesis? I don't... It's, what, which one is he talking about? <laughs> did we do an episode on Genesis? Uh, yeah, recently we did. Super Nintendo Sega, Sega Genesis. Genesis. When, when I, I was, was dead, dead broke, broke, man, we couldn't picture this. this. I'm, I'm, <laughs> gotta I'm say, a, the best acting in this episode is split between Troy drowning. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's split between Troy drowning herself around in the jacuzzi tub and Worf checking out the eye level boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Barkley a spider yet Riker is a caveman? Hey, I would man. assume they would devolve to similar creatures. Also, we are not genetically linked to spiders. Uh, it would be going like going way back on the evolutionary scale and then shooting up another evolutionary path. At least Picard was going to devolve into a mammalian marmoset. I think like there are like I mean obviously like we share like lots of DNA with everything on earth, right? Like it's a certain percentage, right? So let's look. Let's find out. 
How much DNA do we share with bananas, with spiders? Okay. Um, hmm. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not looking this up because I'm sure there's a bunch of photos uh, of spiders. There's tons of shit here. Well, what is a spider? Okay, thank you. That's okay. a good question. DNA strand structure. Okay, that one didn't give me anything. What species would you prefer to devolve to be? A violent Klingon battle beetle? A betazoid aqua gecko? A frightening spider hybrid? Maybe Riker has it best, as ignorance is bliss. Um, I would like to turn into... Let's see. A cute bunny rabbit. Mm, that would be adorable. And then you get to fuck all the time. That's true. You know? But you do only get to fuck another rabbit. Oh. No. <laughs> you didn't think this went through! Oh, mermaid. There it is. Nailed it. <laughs> so you get to jizz on eggs? Look, however I'm jizzing, the top half of the lady is fine with me. That's fine. Or guy. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. You're just jizzing on some eggs. <laughs> Oh, man. I want to be Donkey Kong. Here it is. It says, it shows, this study shows uh, that humans share certain genomic similarities with spiders. This was in 2014, so I'm sure we've mapped both much more. But we do, everything on Earth shares similar DNA because it's made out of the same shit. I want to be Donkey Kong. Okay. You can be Donkey Kong. But Hell then yeah. someone's going to be mad at you for being Donkey Kong. That's true. I, there's, a, there's a Donkey Kong in this? No thank you. No spank you. If I was Donkey Kong, I would throw barrels at a plumber so good. That's the, <laughs> that's the sound he makes. Separately, the sexiest damn class episode is going to be episode 138, Double 69ing. Although a double 69 is just a sexier sounding missionary position since you end up where you started. <laughs> but it's the journey, not the destination. It's a double 69 is when you start out 69ing but then you like spin each other like a like no. you rotate a No. Rope. Yeah. You a do double that. 69 is when you make an X. Oh. Four people. <laughs> oh, wow. It's like a scissor. And uh it, look, don't try and figure out how that works. Dude, this is neither here nor there. But okay. <laughs> every time I go to my mom's house, I pass a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Haircut? What do you call it? Salon. There's the word. Yeah. I pass a salon, and the name of it is Golden Scissors, and it makes me laugh every fucking <laughs> time. It's two funny things. It's two funny words. There's also a dance studio on the way home from the mall called DVDA. <laughs> I swear to God, it's called DVDA. Why? I don't know. It's a, I don't know. It's initials, but I always think a double vaginal double anal. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's from uh, one of the fucking South Park movies. I forget which one it is. Yeah, I didn't think of that. <laughs> There is anyway, there is a place. I think it was around Pittsburgh, but it may be around here called Fucking. Oh, Fucking! Yeah, yeah, which that's is good. a classic. Like faux, yeah, yeah. That's fucking great. That's fucking great. That's fucking hilarious. Fucking. 
keep up the good work. Ensign Lee aboard the USS. Yes, my ship is shaped like a giant dong, complete with ion testicles. Time to shoot freedom all over the Delta Quadrant. Damn, you're going to impregnate that Delta Quadrant. That's where the Borg come from. Oh, God. Now it makes sense. That's the origin of the Explain Borg. it to me. <laughs> he gets sucked into a time portal and then comes into the Delta Quadrant and then the Borg. There. Okay. I explained it. <laughs> the Borg come from the V'ger. Oh, the V'ger. I don't like that. That's dumb. The V'ger orifice. Dude, that's where Braga got his fucking start. <laughs> yeah, that's not canon. That's not a canon thing. What? That he got his start there? As uh, I guess that's not canon, but also it's it's not canon that the, the, the Borg had anything to do with the Borg. Yeah, it's one of those fan theories that's dumb. What's that next email, George? <laughs> next email is from... What with your boys? Oh, did I say... Oh, sorry. Wait, did I say that right? <laughs> it's fresh rye. Sorry, uh, I'll edit that out. <laughs> That's fine. Fresh rye, where does it say that at? Oh, it's at down the, the very bottom. bottom. There's like a whole bunch of shit here. Yeah, okay. it's a long one. All right, uh, it's called the third annual M Class Discord Music and Video Festival. And we missed it! Get those beats by Dre off of your ears and get this hot streaming load of audio slash video ambrosia into your rear. All right. Oh, we're butt-chugging audio. Yeah, we're (laughs) boofing that audio, baby. We have all the hottest acts from M-Class Discord up on the stage for a dank-filled, spank-thrilled, hank-hilled, six-day, (laughs) nine-night music festival that'll make Woodstock 69 look like Woodstock shitty nine. I'm getting some heavy fucking... Darano's vibes. Yeah, from these this are. One. This is full on some Darano yeah. shit. Yeah, here we go. Okay, acts include Yakuba Stank. <laughs> That's not bad. Da Rumor instead of Da Roma. Boston Sean, but as a tribute band to the band Boston. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> El Colin de lo Mil Muertes. <laughs> I don't know that. Who are they? Who's that band? Uh, I know it's a band. That's okay. all I know. Okay. AJ, AJ and the Funky Kong Bunch. There you oh, go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. V and the Holograms. VTubers slash Catfishers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Plus! Oh, that's big. We have Fafedco, a guitar, and he's starting to shred Co. Nice. Mark. Oh, we gave Fedco a good. Sorry. I'm getting too excited. Desrath and Spivzy battle to the death to settle once and for all who's the most pacifist. <laughs> Shit. It's gonna be a long fight. The Metroid Mike of the band Balefire! Balefire! room last night is gonna rock your cock all the way to the dock with a face-melting, bone-breaking, booty-shaking lullaby on harpsichord to help carry out Carry his infant child off to sleepy, she- sleepy sheepy time station. <laughs> I just want to point out that all that first part was in caps, and then that other part was little. So I knew to go back he down. Knew it. I knew it. Pre-orders are open at M-Class Podcast at Patreon.com, whereas for as little as a dollar, you too can gain access to a fantastic Discord, early email episodes, bonus content, and much more. Thank you. Lieutenant Fresh Fry, 
Chief Rody aboard USS, if this ship's a rockin', then our hull integrity is compromised, pr- and please help. <laughs> please send help. Uh, if you didn't understand any of those jokes, then you need to join the yeah. Patreon Discord. <laughs> you gotta get on that Discord. We didn't understand some of them. No, we did not. Oh, should I read this one, too? Because uh, you're going to do another one? Or am I going to I can read? do both of them. That's fine. You're going to do both? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm a, I'm a very good boy. A totally real good boy. It's uh, from Poppy. Poppy. And it's entitled, Look Out, It's a Mushy One. Seriously, don't step in it. Oh, God. I don't know if I'm emotionally prepared for this. Trick boys! boys. I hope this email finds you. It did. I wrote to say thank you to all the Trek boys who donated to and shared the GoFundMe for Pumpkin's vet bills this past spring. Pumpkin! Yeah, we posted that on our uh, Twitter, and I donated some as two. Yeah. To explain real quick, I had a GoFundMe set up to help pay for vet costs for the feral cat family that showed up during the first Panini summer. (laughs) My sister and I adopted them as our outdoor cats, and I made them a cat fort in the loft above our garage. Nice. I always feel the need to explain that we couldn't make them house cats, as we already have a full house of high-maintenance cats. Yeah. And because of the stupid Panini, the the kittens couldn't go to any shelters. So we did our best that we could for them. By the way, everyone is healthy and doing great now. Spayed, neutered, and vaccinated, and very much loved. Cute. In March of this year, the orange, the one orange kitten, Pumpkin, got both his front legs broken somehow. My cat broke his leg when he was a kitten, too. And he walked around in a little tiny baby cast. And we called him Stink Fist because he would, <laughs> he would like, bury his poop with the cast foot and it would stink <laughs> like shit. <laughs> Uh, it's good sad, I think. Uh, I found him struggling outside the cat fort. He had made his way home with two broken legs and a badly scraped up oh. face. Pause while I, while I cry a few buckets yeah. thinking about it. I don't like that. We never did find out what happened, which kind of kills me inside a little. Anyway, he had two surgeries to repair his fractures, and he had to be confined to my bedroom for a couple of months. The vet bills were expensive, but for once in my life, I didn't mind running up a giant credit card balance. I realized a while back I'll be in debt until the day I die, so I may as well move on from being bothered by it. At least this time it's for a good cause. Man, that's depressingly optimistic. Yeah, 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 I feel it. Yep. Then at a good friend's urging, I updated the GoFundMe and started sharing it again. And the Trek boys really came through. You all helped me enormously, greatly reducing that debt faster than I could have done alone. And not just by contributing to my GoFundMe, but also being a part of the Discord and the community and friendship and support that's flourished there. Oh, man. I thank each and every one of you, and I hope blessings find you all. And the Winter Man, I hope the Winter Man finds you too. What does that mean? That sounds <laughs> I threatening. Po- Poppy, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Who's the Winter Man? Lots of gratitude from me, Poppy, Pumpkin... Baby T, Fluff Murder. Hey! Or Baby T, Fluff Murder. Yeah. Toad, Viper, Big Pete, and Little Pete. <laughs> I like how Baby T, Fluff Murder is brother to Viper! <laughs> well, the thing is, and I, Poppy, I love you, but I'll never forgive you for this. <laughs> but, like, originally they were named after the Five Deadly Venoms, like the martial uh, arts movie. Yeah, okay. 
because there were five of them, and then she said that they didn't take to the names well, so they so they got name changed. What about Rocky, Colt, and Tum Tum? Did you ever think about that? Did you ever think about Jeff and Josh? Yeah, Jeff, Baby T, Josh. Jeff, Josh, Jorsh. Junt. Jeff with a G. Yeah. (laughs) Junt and Jork. Josh, I'm sorry I stole Fluff Murder. It was kind of an accident. When we first saw Baby as a kitten, we called her Baby Taco because she looked like a mini version of a stray tomcat we called Taco. Ooh, cute. The second time I ever caught a glimpse of her, I was listening to Pretend Friends, and it was like Baby Taco Fluff Murder. (laughs) Baby Taco Fluff Murder. And it stuck. Except after that, I didn't see her again for several months. And then I saw her again, and she had five fuzzy little fluff murders with her. Cutie. Oh, That's man. a good story. I liked the parts that didn't make me sad, and yes, I liked less the parts about the sad hurt cat. I liked the, I liked the parts that didn't make me sad, and I guess the part that threatened me. I think that was better than the sad part. <laughs> the part that threatened me also kind of excited me. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the winter man. Oh, winter man. I hope he doesn't winterize my innocent butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always laugh at the word butthole. <laughs> Butthole's fucking funny. Uh, thanks for that email. That's great. Yeah, thanks, Poppy. I'm glad that your cats are doing well. Can we have a picture of them, please? Yeah. Well, uh, there's a Twitter account for oh. them. Wow. I don't have it on hand right now. Unfortunately. Well, did you just tweet Neelix and Chill on our M Class podcast account? I have account? no idea what you're talking about. You fucker. I have no idea what you're saying. What you are you talking about? Fucker. <laughs> I think this is going to be my new uh, in the middle of emails pastime where I just tweet something and then hope that you see it by the end. Uh, so Josh is off the podcast. <laughs> Once our, again, our new co-host Rich Masters has no! sent us another email. <laughs> <laughs> it's entitled "Not So Short Story." I'm looking at it. It's length. Good afternoon, gentle boys, or whatever the fuck time it is. I don't know when you record. Probably like 2 a.m. Knowing you guys get some sleep, you goobers. Not anymore. We used to. We we used to record at like nine. And yeah, and it would, we wouldn't it be would, done until like 2 a.m. It would go a while. But then I had to wakey, wakey, eggs, bakey on Thursday. Yeah, we record at noon now. It's a We call it the nooner. <laughs> no, we don't. No one goes. Oh, uh, we don't. Oh, I mean, I will. I would do, but. <laughs> the nooner. The nooner. So part of the reason for the Voyager rewrite stuff is that I worked out that it had been nearly a year since my last story, as Josh correctly pointed out last ep. <laughs> I was right. I was doing a few random DS9 stories. Basically, I'd resolved not to write any more of these for various reasons. Time, dickhead comments, feeling like I was overstaying my welcome a bit. That's not true. The, That's not I mean, true at all. The first two I get, but the last one's bullshit. Yeah. The first one, you couldn't overstay your welcome. Yeah. But then hearing you guys saying nice stuff about me on the 100 emails app gave me that hit of sweet, sweet writer's dopamine. (laughs) So thanks a whole bundle. (laughs) Also, that makes this completely your fault, you wonderful enablers. Rich, don't you want to do some writing drugs with us? (laughs) Come on. 
<laughs> I won't make these too regular. It is almost a part-time job doing these, yeah. but once in a while I'll get the urge to send a missive to the offices of Henderson and Pennington, boys oh, at large. Oh boy, uh, Esquire. Large boys at large. Large, totally real wiener boys. <laughs> Uh, I get the dickhead comments thing, man. I do, because, like, most of the interaction I get about this, either of these podcasts is negative. So. Yeah, there's times, like, on anything that I do or whatever where, like, I'll see something and I'll just be like, you know what, that's enough for today. And it just ruins, like, my whole yeah. day. We're people, man, you know what I mean? And, like, I know that's, like, a big, like, thing, like, you know like creators being like oh, people but like it's true dude like we we have a few people who every now and then will like shoot us a tweet or a comment on something talking about like something fun or funny they liked and we yeah. get emails sometimes where people do that uh, but most of the time, it's just people sort of picking apart the things we say and do. So well, I don't know why we're correct all the time, and we're it's true. We've never been funny. wrong. Yeah, this opinion podcast has never been wrong. <laughs> It's true, we've always said our opinions. It's true. Previously on Star Trek Voyager. Following a fight in the Badlands, a Maquis shuttle led by Lon Suter and a Cardassian warship led by Gull Kote are interrupted by a being from another part of the universe called Neelix. He's oh, looking shit. for Starfleet assistance. In response to an increased Cardassian presence, various vessels arrive at the scene. The Klingon de Krell, captained by Maral, coming into constant conflict with her daughter and chief engineer, Belana. Mm -hmm. The Romulan warbird Terex, led by old warhorse commander Braylam and his junior officer, Centurion Harakim. <laughs> and the state-of-the-art Voyager, led by Cardassian border war hero-slash-villain Catherine Janeway, along with disgraced pilot-slash-murder-prankster <laughs> Nick Lacarno. Uh... It's technically manslaughter prankster. <laughs> uh, Starfleet intelligence operative Tuvok and a hologram hologrammatic CMO. Come After battling the three ships. Huh? What? What'd you say? Nothing. No one's going to be able to hear what you said over me. I said, come medical orifice. Oh my god. Sorry, I stopped the podcast for that. Uh, after battling, the three ships are pulled across the galaxy and irreparably damaged and confronted by a similarly damaged Borg cube with seven of nine in command. And now, the continuation. I'm already on board this rewrite of Voyager 100%. Your response, Captain? Consider that our shields are the only thing keeping your ships from being torn apart right now, seven demands. Though it is clear there's something wrong. She isn't as sickly green as a normal drone, the pigment returning to her face. Janeway demands time to confer with her crew. Seven's response, a typical, time is irrelevant. <laughs> not to us, and not to you either, it seems, Janeway says, calling the drone's bluff, who accepts a five-minute delay. Janeway asks Tuvok to scan the other ships, but Tuvok is way ahead of her. The Borg ship is down to 14% power, with nearly all systems compromised except the shields. It is projecting around all the ships. Damn. The unknown colony ship is dormant. No lights, no power, except for a small section to the rear of the vessel. The Romulan, Maquis, and Klingon craft are similarly depowered, and Voyager is running on empty, too. Run Tuvok stops a second. <laughs> 
That's the that's what's playing during this. Uh, yeah, Forrest Gump is in the holodeck running. Tuvok stops a second, taken back, and Janeway asks what's wrong. The Cardassian ship, he explains, giving her a look. It's the Dorvan. No! Sensing a problem, Locarno asks, wasn't Dorvan 5 the battle that nearly earned me a decommission? That's right, admits Janeway. Wow. She asks if Golcote is still commanding officer, but the records appear spotty. It's the least of their problems, declares Tuvok. The uh, ships are stuck in a collapsing transwarp network that is gradually pulling the ship apart. Fucking transwarp. If not for the fact the Borg vessel was shielding the rest of the ships, they'd already be dead. Damn. The scans are interrupted by Bolano on the Decrell. They need emergency medical assistance. There's a Romulan hail incoming, too. Janeway opens communications to the Borg vessel, and before Tuvok can object, baits Seven. She tells the drone that they know the Borg cube is suffering power loss, with no weapons or propulsions, and the other ships are in the same predicament. There will be no assimilation, no threats. They work together to find out what's happening here, or they all die. Damn. Seven is furious, but agrees. Fuck. Title, Pilgrimage Part 2. Bellana, Romulan Commander Braylam, and Janeway are talking over comms in Janeway's ready room. They have confirmed that the subspace anomalies in the Badlands were the open mouths of the Borg transwarp network, and that for some reason they were all pulled through. Why would the Borg do that? asks Braylam. Janeway suggests that it could have been because the Borg are in need of repair. Why not just ask the rest of the Collective? asks Bellana. No one knows, but Janeway suggests that they should all work together to find out why and to keep the Borg cube functioning. The other two leaders agree. Damn, this is going places. <laughs> when the Romulan warbird Terex, Centurion Harakim, in- enters his injured commander's ready room, Braylim informs Harakim that he has just been conversing with his Starfleet counterpart. Their scans have been confirmed. All six ships have been depowered and exist only at the graces of the Borg cube. He's agreed that, since Voyager has no doctor capable to transport to the Klingon ship, that Harakim will take a small contingent of Romulan medics and engineering crew over to assist the senior officer, Engineer Bellana. Harakim is slightly um, concerned. That's very rare. Yeah, that's not like a Romulan thing to do at all. There's going to be some other reason. But I, in the last tale, um, Braylam wasn't very Romulan. That's true. Uh, Harakim is slightly concerned that the Klingons will not accept their assistance, but Braylam confirms Bilan has already agreed. Braylam puts Harakim in charge as his new XO, as he is transferring to the Starfleet vessel for emergency surgery. Harakim nods and is about to leave, but Braylam stops him. Remember, we are all more than the Empire expects from us. Help the Klingon captain. Oh, uh, he's a good boy. Harakim salutes and leaves. He's a good guy. I like him. Hope he doesn't rip. He's for sure going to die. I know. <laughs> Lacarno, Tuvok, and a group of Starfleet security officers head to the transport room, and Lacarno asks what the deal is between Janeway and this Gull Cote. Tuvok explains that Janeway and then Glenn Cote were opposite members on a DMZ for a number of years during the Border Wars, and there is bound to be animosity. Yeah, he flashes Peener at her, which is a no-no. Oh, no. He sent a dick pic. Yeah, he uh. sent a, a, a dick subspace pic. You don't know the half of it, Tuvok, Janeway says as she joins them, telling her second-in-command she'll be leading the away team. Tuvok protests heavily, suggesting that the captain be sensible and consider the leadership of the vessel. 
Janeway says there's no one she could trust more to do things by the book than him, and no one better to go across to the Cardassian vessel than her. At the transporter room, she reminds Tuvok to keep the arriving Romulan captain under close watch and gives the order to energize. The Romulan commander is beamed straight to sickbay. On the Cardassian vessel, things are in chaos. The interior of the vessel is marked by Maquis and Cardassian fire. Dead Maquis and Cardassian troops line the corridor. As an overzealous security officer opens a door, he comes face to face with a Cardassian soldier and is shot. <laughs> More soldiers turn the corridor and advance on the Starfleet team, who back further along the deck before encountering a welded shut door. Could be a holdout, Lacarno offers. Janeway nods, and one of the security team starts opening the door. Just before they're about to be attacked, the door hisses open and they are pulled inside. Phaser rifles point at the Starfleet officers. Oh, God. The sole survivors of the Maquis, Neelix, Lon Suter, and Seska, and the remainder of their crew aren't exactly happy to see them. Now the Cardassian team entered the hallway, led by Gull Kote. Initially, his eyes set on Suter, but his fury intensifies at the sight of the Starfleet captain. Damn! Janeway! Kote jumps forward to attack the captain, but is stopped by the Starfleet and Cardassian rifles rising in return. The tempers threaten the quickly established stalemate. You have a way with people, Captain, Lacarno quips. <laughs> That's better than anything he ever fucking said in the show! <laughs> Harakim and his men beam onto the powered down Decrell and are immediately set upon by the Klingons, who strip their equipment from them and hold them down. Get off, you idiots, Bellana orders, the new CO of the Decrell. They're here at our invitation. She looks like hell, covered in cuts and bruises, her uniform torn. She offers a hand to Harrigan. Welcome th to the Decrell. Seems lovely, the Centurion sneers. <laughs> What's happened here? Have the Borg boarded? Bilana laughs, Harrigan not understanding. She explains that Simta Captain was incapacitated in the trip. Different Klingon factions have attempted to take control of the ship. Tried and failed. She directs her engineering team to take the Romulan engineers and do what must be done. Then directs Harakim and the doctors down a dark corridor. What about the surgeons? Harakim asks. Bellana leads him towards a side room and the door open. Bellana introduces him to her comatose mother. This is my mother. She's a vegetable now. Bellana then says that Harakim and her have another mission, though, and he has to trust her. The, Securian, the Centurion agrees. In sickbay aboard Voyager, Tuvok wants an update on the Romulan patient. The doc is triaging the Romulan commander and explains that he doesn't know how much he'll be able to do to help, as Romulan medical records are extremely limited. With a smile, Commander Braylam explains that he could download some medical files to the EMH's program easily. Tuvok interjects and refuses, respectfully, prompting the doc to pull him to one side. The EMH says that his program clearly states to do whatever he can to save a patient. But Tuvok explains that they cannot compromise Starfleet systems with Romulan information. Oh, I like this. Kind of making Tuvok kind of a bad guy. I like this. He leaves, leaving a security detail in sickbay. But the doc is conflicted, and Braylon tells his physician he doesn't want to die. He passes the doctor a Romulan pad. Mm, Far be it know. for me to be the voice of rationality, but can someone explain what's happening? The Maquis Captain Lon Suter <laughs> smiles. Gull Cote explains that he and Janeway have a long history, staring across the battlefield at each other for nearly a year. 
Cote admits he was a peaceful proponent of ending the occupation and was placed in command of the Dorvan Five outpost as punishment. He even tried to reach out for peace with Janeway, and a friendship between the two was beginning, but when the orders to fight were given, the Starfleet troops got trigger-happy and scuppered the ceasefire. Then the barbarity of the months-long firefight, along with Janeway's decision to sabotage the Cardassian objective and retreat, causing a ba battalion of Cardassians to be incinerated, <laughs> was enough for him to swear revenge. How hot does it have to be to melt a spoonhead? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Beep that out, beep that out, beep that out. Just put a voice over top of it that says racism, racism. <laughs> Seska spits, doubting his story and calling him a liar. But Janeway admits it's all true. That she acted on her orders before the Cardassians did and broke the ceasefire. It's something she still carries with her, but she had to protect her people. Golcote argues that he would never have attacked them, that they were heading towards a peaceful resolution. He had lost two sons and a daughter in that experience. All right, I would just like to say I apologize for that last comment. <laughs> this made me sad. Janeway looks ashamed at this information. Not as ashamed Neelix as steps forward and asks that they put all this fighting on hold and focus on their real enemy, the Borg. Suter explains that their friend here isn't even from the Alpha Quadrant. Janeway asks that he explain who he is and why he's there. Here we go, here we go. Neelix explains his people have been fighting the Borg for almost 200 years using run-and-gun terrorist actions. Uh, I believe you mean freedom fighter actions? Yes. <laughs> the Talaxians are bold, using the network to destabilize Borg channels of transport and sabotage their transwarp hub stations. Oh, great, that's why they're here. It's Neelix's fault. Jesus Christ. They are a race of gypsies living on a giant colony ships, living on giant colony ships that house their entire race after their home world was assimilated. I suppose it's all right to use that word. Rich himself is Roma, and he Roman. wrote it. Yeah. But uh, I'm not, so cancel me at will. Uh, <laughs> but the Talaxians can't fight forever, and after recent losses, they are scattered. Neelix, a scout in the Talaxian military, was tasked with hacking into the Borg network and finding potential allies. At the top of their list was the Federation, along with plans for a Borg invasion of the Alpha Quadrant. Oh boy, not again. Your people have inadvertently been keeping us all safe by closing those networks, Janeway realizes. That's amazing. That's why I sent out the pulse to the Alpha Quadrant, to hopefully make contact with Starfleet, Neelix admits. But I brought the attention of the Borg Cube, too. The transwarp corridor couldn't hold all these ships and is fracturing. If we're not careful, it'll take all of us with it. Mm. When Shell Cote asks where, where it and they are, Neelix replies, 80,000 light years from home on the border of Borg space. And then Shell Cote's like, is that far? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what light years are. What's not... Is a light year a distance or a time? <laughs> Janeway says it's clear that they have to all work together, or the Borg will kill them all. The others seem unsure. Yeah, it's the Borg, you dummies. Miral Torres wakes, but is immobile from her surgery, to find Romulan doctors operating on her. They say the damage sustained during the trip here was too great, and she will soon die. Shit. She dismisses the surgeons, ordering them off her ship. She asks a Klingon officer where the hell her daughter is and what's happening. She's going to ask her to kill her. 
when the captain is informed of the mutual pact between Romulan, Klingon, and Starfleet, she is furious and calls for some of her most loyal guard. Damn. Meanwhile, Harakim and Balana, along with their engineering crews, arrive on the Borg cube to help with repairs. Harakim is horrified that they're helping the Borg rather than figuring out how to destroy them. Yeah. Seven interrupts, declaring that his attitude is a typical Romulan one. Ooh, that's fucking racist too! Everybody's a racist! (laughs) Any attempt at sabotage will be met with their deaths. Damn. Seven instructs the crews that the cube was damaged beyond traditional Borg repair, and some of its damaged systems are now working against them, draining power to regenerate and crippling the ship. Oh, like it's like recycling itself, like yeah, like how the Borg bodies do, they just like vanish. Abelana argues that someone will still have to lead the work here and make sure they aren't being assimilated. Seven accepts that. Harakim can look over the work as Romulan Jr. head of ops. He should be able to manage it. Seven gives Harakim and Balana time to discuss their repair plan. As she leaves, Harakim protests helping the Borg, and Balana tells him that he promised to trust her. In sickbay, the EMH sits at his desk, worrying over his patient. There's nothing he can do but watch the Honorable Commander Braylon die. God damn it! Unable to accept that, the EMH downloads the Romulan database into his own programming. Uh-oh. Suddenly... His demeanor changes, and he incapacitates the Starfleet security team easily. He karate chops them? Once he arrives at the bio bed, he rouses Braylon, stating, What are your orders, sir? What? I didn't do it! This traitorous fuck! Fucking green-blooded motherfucker. Just full racism on this episode. (laughs) Back on the Borg cube, Seven occupies a station which displays that there are only two main drains on the Borg's vessel's power. <laughs> Drain the main vein, baby. <laughs> Shields and comms. An acknowledgement light blinks and the message loads on screen. Distress signal received. Uh-oh. Outside, tendrils from the Borg scout ship stretch to the Talaxian colony ship and the Cardassian vessel and connect. Inside, we see drones start to slowly move between the ships. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Far away, at a Nexus hub, seven Borg cubes lay motionless. Oh, fuck. On the Borg cube at the lead, the Queen receives the distressed call that is transmitted to her chambers. Suddenly, the Borg cubes detach from the network and start to move as one towards the scene. To be continued. Oh my god. Says he won't make it a regular thing. Writes himself into a three-parter. Welcome to the club. (laughs) Love and hugs and all that shit. Rich, (laughs) chief spittoon cleaner on the USS David S. Oh my god. (laughs) Dude, I am on the edge of my fucking seat over here. Yeah, I... I, uh... I love this. This, I say this every time because, like, I don't know. I feel like every time I'm like, oh, no, this one's my favorite one. But this one's my favorite one. <laughs> you also say that about the episode art. That's I true. I love that. That's true. I'm very, I'm very, <laughs> I just like things. People Josh think I'm. a big liker of things. People think I'm, like, real salty and stuff, which, like, you know, it's called being a redhead. But also, I like things. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, liking things is good. I yeah. like I like a lot of things. Yeah, I like things. What what of it? I'll fight you. I like thing. <laughs> I love thing. Give me thing. Uh, this is fucking dope as hell, and I'm I'm extremely impressed with your ability for us to maintain a knowledge of who these characters are, even though yeah. you changed them from the characters they were in such like massive ways. We know exactly, like, when you say Harakim, yeah. we know that that's the Romulan Harry Kim. Right. Like, we know that that's who that is. And you don't have to continuously say the Romulan Harakim. We just know because you've dropped it in enough throughout the writing it's, that we know it already. It's almost like... Now, now hear me out. <laughs> sure. It's almost like... I don't know, Josh. If you write something well... You don't need to do that stuff. <laughs> Damn. It's almost like you... writing something well is easier than writing something bad. Mm, in I don't a, know about in that. In a way. <laughs> As a writer of many bad things, I don't know about that. <laughs> Rich is just a fucking... He's got the correct last name because he is a master of this oh, shit. Oh, yeah. He's got the correct last name, too, because I masturbate after I read these. Well, master's bait. I master's bait. When we talk about how great he is, we're definitely masters baiting. Yeah, we're fully masturbating him now. Yeah, we're sucking his dick. Yeah, his dick's in our mouth. <laughs> I'm just, I'm such a fan of your writing, and I feel guilty every time you write something into it. Yeah, us. me too. Because I'm like, damn, like, why is he wasting his time with us? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're fully, like, <laughs> like, uh, like, he, like we don't deserve him. Like we're scum. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like uh, it would be like if halfway through Mad TV, it <laughs> I like where this automatically switched to Masterpiece Theater <laughs> for one part, and then it went back to Mad TV for the last ten minutes. I like how you make us Mad TV and not, not even we're SNL. not classic Saturday Night Live, but we're not no. bad enough to be modern Saturday Night Live. It's somewhere between. My- <laughs> Wow. It sucks. Yeah, the new ones do suck. <laughs> so we're Mad TV. Okay, I'll a good take show. That. That's a good show. Not, not a lot of people know of it, just like M-Class Podcast. <laughs> Even fewer will pay for it. Just like Mad TV. Just like Mad TV, which is on Fox. I'm just... I'm blown away every time you write something in. I'm so impressed with your ability to just weave these like cliffhangers that really leave me at the edge of my seat. Yeah, you oh, have like, a I really find good... cliffhangers passe usually. Like I'm not the biggest fan of cliffhangers because you know, like you see them coming and like you know how it's going to turn out anyway. Again, and when your cliffhangers always actually leave me hanging on the fucking cliff. Yeah, when it's good, it's good, right? And and Rich is a he, again, he's a master of like when it's knowing when it's stuck. <laughs> Wait, what? When it's up, then it's stuck. When it's up, then it's stuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rich is great, and I love him. And this is fucking amazing. And I can't believe you wrote yourself into a three-parter right you after saying that you weren't going to do it regularly. Idiot! You idiot! <laughs> now you got to uh, write another one, you stupid idiot! You dumb bastard! What are you doing, Fuck, dude? You're gonna get stuck in the Delta Quadrant of writing this show. That's what's gonna happen, <laughs> dude. I'm excited. 
I'm excited as fuck. How they, how they, how them track kids gonna get out of this one? Damn, right? Good, more for me. I don't care. <laughs> the Borg ship is taken over. The fucking Romulans have taken over the Doctor. What's gonna happen? It's like there's like a uh, a standoff, right? Like a we'll call it a Cardassian standoff. <laughs> and then there's like a, an even bigger Cardassian standoff in the grand scheme of things. It's amazing. Genius. Thank you for that email, Rich. We uh, we definitely don't deserve you writing these in. And yeah. we will plug the hell out of any project or website you ever have up. Next time so I'm in England, know. or wherever you live, I don't England. know. Is it England proper, though? Or is it like Wales or some shit? He lives in England. Okay, England. I'm gonna fuck you. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna take you out for some piss-warm beer. And then we're gonna get it on. That's a that's an English holiday. We're gonna eat a fucking pie with meat in it, and then you're gonna eat my pie with meat in it. <laughs> but uh, look, but <laughs> look, it makes sense. Okay, he said it makes sense, so I, I guess it has to. It's true. I said it. It's weird that, like, Americans are like, meat pies? How weird. We already have those. Pot They're pie. called pot pies. Yeah, I guess maybe it's not as, like, uh, I, w- I don't want to say, like, offensive, but chicken's pretty, like, inoffensive, right? But, like, well, they meat make beef meat? pot pies. I don't, I don't know last time I had a beef pot pie. I love a pot pie. Yeah, pot pie is good. Uh, thank you, Rich. Uh, if... I we never we lamented not having emails from you during the time we didn't have them, but I never blamed you. Look, for I don't, a second. I this don't want so much work for nothing. Yeah, I don't want to like overstate this, but I almost killed myself because there wasn't emails from you. So, wow. I mean, <laughs> you know, this is some abusive boyfriend <laughs> tactics. Just gaslight the fuck out of him. So it's kind of your fault. New I, email. I will kill myself. So <laughs> there is that. I mean, so it's like your fault if I do it. So <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the note. Rich, I'm gonna, no, no, that's true. No, that's true. The note I'm going to leave behind is uh, it's all Rich Master's fault. Oh Jesus Christ! And then my mom's going to be like, "What the hell is who's, who's Rich? Who Masters? is Rich Masters? Who is this?" And then the cops get involved to find out yeah. who Rich Masters is. And next thing you know, find him. the Billy Clubs are coming to your house. <laughs> oh jeez! All right, so uh, edit out the last five minutes of this <laughs> podcast, I think, and we're ready to say goodbye. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for these fucking. Fun-ass, amazing emails, especially Rich Masters. Uh, Big thank you, especially to all of our patrons out there for supporting us, keeping the show going. And you can become one, too, by heading on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as little as a dollar you get access to wallpapers, behind-the-scene posts, a Discord full of the Trekkest boys you're ever going to trek, and at higher prices, you get access to new podcasts, M-Class email a week early, commentary tracks, dick pics, whatever you want. <laughs> hey, whoa! Whatever you want. That's like a $69 tier. You can have whatever you like. You could have whatever you... Stacks on deck. <laughs> Stacks on dick pick. Patron Look. on ice pick. Fine. <laughs> 
Uh, become a patron. Follow us on Twitter at M Class Podcast. Do it. Do I do, do a thing now? Yeah, you do. Go your to thing. iTunes or uh, Spotify or wherever, and you rate and review us. It really helps us. It does. It makes the SEO go up. That's how it works. Algorithms. You know. Do whatever you want. <laughs> do do whatever you want. You can have whatever you like. Leave us a a positive review, a negative review, a review where you strangely just point out that I mentioned something on the show and give us one less star for it. Yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah, whatever. That works. <laughs> I think that's literally the only reason we don't have a 5.0. <laughs> that's funny, because you said there were swords in The Witcher. It may, it may be. I, I think maybe we have a, a two-star somewhere as well. I, think, I forget. I think you're getting the shit from me. I think I said there were two swords. Uh-oh. And you were like, yes, that is correct. And then you got all the shit blamed on you. Let's look at our iTunes reviews. Let's see if we have any new iTunes reviews. Oh, we could read some. We yeah, let's it. read some iTunes. Let's go to OM Class Podcast, and we'll go to... Uh, I'll try to go to reviews, and it won't let. You have to so go... there are the reviews. There we go. <laughs> you have to go to podcasts. We have a 4.9 out of 5. That's good. Uh, it kicked me off the website. Okay. Oh, that's a good that's a good review. Uh, four point nine out of five. Oh, we have we have a one star and oh, a two star. What the no hell? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yup, it's Star Trek. Is our latest review from Snail Layla, eleven twenty one. Okay. And it says, uh, I have listened to this podcast for years. Jeff and Josh never fail to make me laugh and deepen my appreciation from Star Trek. If you like eavesdropping on random conversations in public, you'll love this show. <laughs> a solid catfish out of ten. <laughs> thank you. Snail Layla, thank you. Uh, we have one on 1103 by J. Bobby. Five stars. Trek it out. That's amazing. A, a Star Trek podcast where they occasionally talk about Star Trek. <laughs> true. Very true. I would say, to be fair, it's like 80% Star Trek. Yeah, I'd say 80% is pretty fair. Eight out of ten? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I would rate this podcast. That's what I would give this show. Eight out of ten. Yeah. Now, we're a ten out of ten podcast all day, every we're day. We're a New York ten, buddy. We're in New York City salsa. New York City. <laughs> Is it even from this episode? I don't, I don't even know. It all blends together, dude. Anyway, thank you for every review we've gotten. Thank you, Snail Layla and Bobby Z. We appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would read more, but it won't load. That's no matter fine. How long I leave it? So sounds like Apple. Uh, we'll be back in one week with more M-Class goodness. Thank you again, everybody, and bye-bye. Bye, sluts! <laughs> Jesus. I'm just projecting. Well, you are a slut. Mm. <laughs> it's been a long week Since the last email It's been a long time since that last rich master's tale Pitch it or ditch it's from Boston John I need to catch my fix Of Jeff's table reads in a silly voice And Josh talking about dicks 
Email. 